BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I want my best games on the best platforms covered by the best announcing teams. Period. End of story. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. Episode 60 of the Announcer Schedules podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gill, along with Phil DeMont-Mollin. He is the voice. He is the handle. He is the man behind all the tweets at Announcer Sched. And, of course, we got plenty for you this week, including... A bizarre story in Baltimore that everybody's been chiming in on. We will as well. Don't forget, like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Last Word on Sports is where you can find us. George Offman's Tell Me a Story I Don't Know drops on Tuesdays. TJ Reeves with Last Word on Sports Media drops on Wednesdays. And we generally drop on Thursdays. Today we are recording on Wednesday. So if you hear us make some references to Wednesday, uh, that's because we're recording on Wednesday. Phil, how are you, man? A little, uh, little craziness going on in the broadcasting world. Yeah, every week it seems like there's something new. And this one is sort of a showstopper where I know we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Orioles, Kevin Brown, and all the uh, different angles to this one. Yeah, Kevin Brown is a young broadcaster. Uh, he is the new voice of uh, newer voice of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he is the television voice of the Orioles. And basically, Phil, this is where this is bizarre to me. He gets suspended for what is being basically reported that um, he said some things that the front office or the ownership, I guess, did. Uh, did not like. I mean, he basically said that the Orioles had not been very good against the Rays. Uh, the Rays had gotten the better of them over the years, and now the tables are turning a little bit. Seems like a message that any team that is gone from basement to high rise, any team would want that message of, hey, we had some tough times, but look at us now. That was essentially the message. Now, let's say this, Phil. This wasn't some rogue broadcaster that went off the script and started to trash the team by saying, hey, we sucked and now we're good. There had to be multiple people in on this to get this to the air. That's right. I mean, it was a graphic that he was basically 
reading in a lot of ways. And, you know, it, it was just so innocuous compared to what I was expecting. You know, you saw the clips and you saw that Kevin Brown was suspended. Um, as soon as I opened it, I was waiting for like the, you know, the shoe to drop as far as something he had said very controversial. And I'm like, what? You know, that's that's all he said. And basically he was reading a, a, a pre-produced graphic. Um, there was probably a little bit of game planning before. Typically how these things go, producer, uh, graphics producer, talent will we'll talk over or, or review the graphics before they go on the air. And he was simply stating some facts. And this is what compounds it even more, Mike. Um, you know, folks who are in the media certainly know the PR departments for for all the teams and in, in professional sports and so forth before every game produce what's called game notes, which are the, you know, sh- straight from the PR, the, the publicity office of the team, you know, and it's full of statistics and notes and notables. And the idea is to provide uh, the media members and the broadcasters with nuggets that they can uh, use on the air and that kind of thing. This exact graphic was basically spelled out in the team issued game notes. <laughs> so this was hardly Kevin Brown, but somehow he was the the sacrificial lamb in this thing. And just the fact that this in and of itself would create a suspension of any sort is sort of mind blowing. And I, the only thing I've kind of concluded from it, well, my my first take was there, you know, the you know, one, I can't believe that's all it is. Number two is. Is there something more to this? But I trust the reporters who have done incredible um, work, you know, um, double confirming this stuff, multiple sources, all these things, awful announcing who broke the story. Uh, Andrew Buchholz, uh, Sean Keeley and Ben Koo, three reporters were working on the story and they uh, vetted this thing inside and out. And then Britt Gorilli. Uh, who is an outstanding beat writer on the MLB side for The Athletic, confirms everything. Um, so all the the journalists who've been reporting this story and their sourcing say that this is all it was. And if that's the case, holy smokes, talking about thin-skinned ownership and management uh, where they would suspend a broadcaster for something um, this benign and this actually... It was good news. It was a it was a it was a positive story that he was telling. It's it it, it it's it's so unbelievable. Like it, it it feels like we're in some sort of dream world through through the whole thing. And you know, I'm glad there's been so much reaction about it. And hopefully, um, there, there's some sort of like you know, basically a public shaming of well, you know, the the decision makers here of the Orioles who made this crazy decision. Well, public shaming um, may be coming. Um, We heard some audio last night at the Orioles game that we'll play for you in just a minute. But just for the people who may, for whatever reason, not have heard this or heard it, you know, last uh, earlier in the week and and kind of forget what happened, let's play the opening pregame comments from Kevin Brown in the series finale against the Rays in St. Pete, July 23rd is the game in question. Take a listen. This has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series 
here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017. The last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18. The previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it's not a bad Rays team. It's not like all of a sudden the no. Rays uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first. All right, so there you go. Uh, obviously, if you listen to that clip right there, there would be nothing in there that you would say, how dare you say something? I mean, even the way that he said it, he he, he basically said that uh, something special is happening here. You know, this is a team that has struggled. He put the graphic up on the screen that said they were 0-15-1 at uh, Tropicana Field. So the graphic guy, is he suspended? The guy who came up with the PR notes, are they suspended? Uh, guy or girl. Whoever came up with these facts and figures, it gave him the Kevin Brown. What's the repercussion there? Um, what he said, I think, was putting a positive light on the fact that the Orioles have turned things around. Uh, it, it is unbelievable that this is uh, a story and that it is that it actually happened. It's the Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's the Twilight Zone. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I mean, some of the reporting stated that what the ownership took exception to, uh, according to sources, is it made them sound cheap. That they rank 29th in the MLB in payroll. Um, hey, if you're able to have success with a low payroll, that's a story too. You know, that's a positive story. You know, you could you could spin it. So I don't get it at all. I mean, the only thing I can come up with is this is some wacky ownership, uh, thin skin, a tough place to work for. I would imagine <laughs> if you're a broadcaster, if you've got to worry about every little thing that you say that you could offend the you know, the bosses and, and that kind of thing and can get yourself in trouble. What a tough place to to be a broadcaster. And there's some history of this kind of thing with the, the Angelos family. You know, there was a PA announcer who was let go. I believe it, it was just hours before uh, the home opener back in 2021 uh, due to some tweets he had that, you know, I don't even know if they had to do with the Orioles necessarily. Uh, you know, there's been other stories as far as, you know, some, some other broadcasters of, of recent years. And then there's the the Jim Miller or uh, I'm sorry John Miller story, you know he was the announcer for years for the Orioles and regarded as one of the top baseball men historically. You know as far as a play by play voice uh, was on Sunday Night Baseball those years with Joe Morgan has won the Frick Award <laughs> all these things and after the 1996 season uh, he was. Um, let go because of differences with Peter Angelos. And basically, you know, as that all shook out, the, the conventional wisdom was that he wasn't enough of a homer, that he was calling things. To. And it's really kind of interesting. And, and you're hearing from some of the other broadcasters for some of these other, um, you know, networks and so forth. Um, beware if you work for an actual team. Um, and in this case, uh, Masson is – um, owned by the Orioles. The Orioles and the Nationals uh, split the ownership of that network. So it and the Orioles have the majority of it. And so um, in this case, you know, uh, the the Orioles management and the Orioles um, ownership uh, have probably even more clout as far as what happens on air. But this is absolutely um, 
Twilight Zone like stuff. Like you said, uh, it's it's a it's a shame that it, it's come to this, but maybe there's a silver lining where that it's exposing, you know, this sort of um, heavy handedness from ownership, from management, whether it's at the Orioles or perhaps it's some other places. I'm sure I'm sure there's some other places that it might not be to this extreme, but there's a little too much. Um, you know, looking over the shoulder of the broadcasters for for everything they say when they're just trying to tell the story for the fans. Yeah, and uh, obviously people from all over the industry were chiming in and chiming in live during their broadcast. Gary Cohn on the Orioles situation with the Mets game the other night. Let's take a listen there. Watching a resurgent Orioles team that has really gotten the attention of the fans there. They're a young team. They're fun to watch. They're in first place in the American League East. They are just having a great season. And in the midst of that today, the Baltimore Orioles organization draped itself in utter humiliation with their treatment of one of their young broadcasters, a guy named Kevin Brown, who is one of the great young talents in broadcasting in this game. That's line to center field, and Bellinger makes the catch one out. During a recent game at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Kevin, during his opening, talked about how the Orioles had had trouble winning in the past at Tropicana Field, but that they were doing better this year. That was really all he said. And for that, the Baltimore Orioles management decided to suspend Kevin Brown. Let me just say one thing to Baltimore Orioles management. You draped yourself in humiliation when you fired John Miller, and you're doing it again. And if you don't want Kevin Brown, there are 29 other teams who do. It's a horrendous decision by the Orioles. I don't know what they were thinking, but they've gotten exactly the reaction that they deserve. And it's just a shame because the Orioles are playing so well, and now they've diverted attention from that and now made themselves a laughing. Uh, very well done there. Draped yourself in utter humiliation is what uh, Gary Cohn said to the Baltimore Orioles organization. Yeah, uh, Gary Cohen on SNY, you know, considered one of the, the top uh, broadcast operations year in, year out with the, the Mets production. And I do want to uh, mention this. Um, John DeMarsico, who's the director of the uh, Mets broadcasts on on SNY. Uh, he had an interesting series of tweets that I wanted to share with the audience. And um, it's kind of, you know, right in line with what we're talking about, how some operations, you know, give the broadcasters the liberty to to do their job of effectively and other places don't. And, you know, uh, John wrote the following in a tweet. He said, it's shocking how much other broadcasts have to color within the lines mandated by management and he says that during the pandemic when we the you know the the Mets broadcast relied on home teams to provide a quote-unquote world feed if you remember all that broadcasting remotely you know while the the home team was providing all the the pictures and so forth John was once informed that a particular team wasn't allowed to even show their manager in the dugout that that was (laughs) (laughs) you know, out of bounds for some reason. I mean, so this is like, you know, censorship type stuff as far as, you know, what we're we're hearing here. And then uh, he also provided a quote from Gary Cohen from a couple years ago on this same topic. And this is what Gary had to say. We work for an organization that has always allowed its announcers to tell the truth. 
That doesn't mean you engage in character assassination, and that doesn't mean you fly off the handle. What it does mean is that while the lines might be unspoken, that you understand where the line is and that you express yourself with knowledge and well-chosen words to express the things that allow people who are watching and listening to have the trust that you're telling the truth. That's really the bottom line. I don't understand why every organization doesn't feel this way. Many believe that in not telling the truth that you're doing a service to the organization. In the fact of the matter, it's just not true. Because if everything is great and everything is sunshine, then when things really are great, there's no differentiation. Part of being a baseball fan is experiencing the highs and lows as they happen and understanding them for what they are. I think that's what the Mets have always allowed their announcers to do. There's always a line to tread. There's always a path that would be the wrong one to go down. But if you do your job correctly, then you know where those lines are and you express yourself in a well-informed way and everybody wins. That's Gary Cohen talking about this very subject and how, you know, operations like the Mets and plenty more, you know, are, are given the, the proper respect and also independence to uh, broadcast and tell the story, both the, the good and the bad, the highs and the lows, the wins and the losses, all these things. But some of these other outfits uh, have a very skewed, um, you know, approach to uh, how a broadcast should be presented. Uh, that's pretty good stuff there. I was listening to a podcast, uh, David Sampson, Nothing Personal. He was the former team president of the Miami Marlins, a very polarizing figure in that Miami market. Uh, but the basis of his podcast, Nothing Personal, is I'm going to tell you how things happen. It's not personal. It's just business. You know, these are the things that happen behind the scenes and I'm going to let it out there that the people in the baseball or sporting world don't want. So he discussed this on his podcast, Nothing Personal, uh, with David Sampson. Take a listen to basically him saying the owners for every team listen to those broadcasts and approve what is going to be talked about. They know exactly what is about to happen on these broadcasts. This is what how he explained it on Nothing Personal. There is causation between what he said about the Rays and the Orioles and him not being on the air. You've got to eliminate that. If you're not willing to do it directly, which the Orioles were not, then leak it. Absent that, that means John Angelos or Louis Angelos, the sons of Peter Angelos. Peter Angelos, do not blame him. He has not been involved. He is not involved. Is it possible that John or Lewis was watching the broadcast and was angered or annoyed and wanted him off the air? 100%. Owners watch the broadcast with the sound on. I always wanted our owner to watch with the sound off because I knew we were gonna get a call every single game. Sometimes we'd go into the booth during the game Sometimes we'd say we went into the booth during the game and didn't. We would use our best judgment to decide when we had to follow through on the demands of the owner. Very common. During owners' meetings, there's conversations about this stuff. All right, so I want to stop it there for a second because it's very interesting. He says, owners listen to the game with the sound on all the time and that if something happens, they will tell the president or whoever, go up there and tell them, 
not to say that again. So he's essentially saying that's how thin-skinned many of these owners on, that they are sitting there listening to every single broadcast. And, you know, earlier in the podcast, he explains that they know the content that's going on the air before the before it goes on the air. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, you know, from what I've seen, I've I've worked behind the scenes on a lot of these broadcasts. You know, for regional networks, both television, also radio broadcasts across MLB and uh, NBA and and so forth. I totally think that the owners listen and 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 watch all this stuff. The question is, which ones? Uh, then fly off the handle with just a the most innocuous of of statements and so forth. And which ones let the broadcasters do their job and have some trust that they're gonna you know be um, balanced in the in their coverage and, and provide the best possible product for the fans. That's what it comes down to. I know there's plenty of places that are okay with the announcers uh, being. Um, balance that way and you can hear it as you're watching a lot of these shows so you know and these guys get renewed year in and year out so obviously there's plenty of owners that are okay with uh you know broadcasters even team owned broadcasters um in, in their productions criticizing the team it's part of sports there's wins there's losses there's there's players who are struggling there's players who are succeeding there's there's storylines all these things it doesn't mean just like gary cohen said you have any sort of character assassination or anything like that while you're you know doing these broadcasts but you know the idea that something like what what kevin brown said um you know uh, cross the line is just absolutely absurd and i don't you know the the owner's one thing but what about the people who surround the owner and can maybe, you know, somehow talk some sense in, into him when he has this sort of, uh, you know, fly off the handle. So I think a lot of it is people who don't understand broadcasting, don't understand what the fans want, all these things. And I think the more we can, you know, um, you know, shine some light on these topics, you know, maybe uh, there'll be a, a bit of a, a, a shift here yeah. where, you know, th there's people standing up for the, for the broadcast and there's, you know, hopefully the fans will say, Hey, we love it. How, you know, th these broadcasters talk because they tell us the truth. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Well, we just, just like saw, we just saw an example in the NBA where some people thought that uh, Jeff Van Gundy was too critical of the product sometimes and the referees and that maybe the NBA wasn't too thrilled with him bringing up the NBA, uh, the referees' fault and some of the rule changes and stuff like that. And they wanted to try to find someone who was a little bit more uh, positive towards the game. So, We'll see. Uh, David Sampson did add, this is the one part that I think we want to make sure that everybody hears, uh, that he, he mentions in here, uh, Dave Sampson from Nothing Personal, he was the team president for the Marlins. Take a listen to what he says about how they handle broadcasters before the game. Of great import. I can give you 50 examples where we would want the broadcaster to not say it. As a matter of fact, we give things to the broadcaster in advance of games of stuff they can't talk about and stuff we want them to talk about. They are your mouthpiece. They are your an extension of your team. All of this talk about we're neutral. We're not homers. The audience wants neutrality. We're thick-skinned enough that we put up with when a bad play is made, a physical error, a problem in the clubhouse, things that are going on. We understand that we want our audience to hear those things. But of course we're monitoring, and of course we're censoring. He says, of course we're monitoring, and of course we're censoring. He said, before every game, you get a list of things that we don't want you to talk about and of things that we do want you to talk about. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's the reality for many teams. That's Samson's reality, and maybe for, for many teams, but not all of them. I guarantee you that. I, I know for a fact there's plenty that let the producers and the directors and the announcers do their job. And that I guarantee you no one's telling Gary Cohen what to say before each game. Guaranteed. Yeah. You know, there might be some subjects that they, they have a conversation and they say, hey, give this thing a day or two to, to unfold. We're not ready to to take on this, you know, challenging subject matter or something. But no, I'm sorry. Maybe that's how David Sampson and Jeffrey Loria operated. I was down in Miami a lot of years. I worked on the Marlins broadcast. I don't think it's the way it should be, man. Like, I'm sorry, David. Oh, like, I agree. You, you, you did a disservice to the fans if that's how you were operating. Well, but his, and his point in there was you are the mouthpiece to the fans. We do want you to be a homer. We do want you to slant towards uh, the home broadcast. Essentially is what he was saying is these are home broadcasts for the home fans. But he acknowledged that taking it that the Orioles went way over the line in 
uh, suspending him, basically saying, look, I can understand if you said, hey, Cedric Mullins is a bum, why aren't you? Or Cedric Mullins, why isn't he in the lineup tonight? You, you, you're an idiot for not playing him. That would be something to be suspended for. Or um, he gave a bunch of different examples, but he said, you know, even if they are meeting before games, that this might be something that you would want to be out there. Hey, we have struggled against this team in the past, and now we have turned it around. Yeah, it it just makes zero sense, but I I do believe, and I think I put the Marlins in the category of so, so one of the more overbearing ones of what I've heard about and what I've what I've seen. Um, you know, they've made some um, changes to their broadcasters that were sort of mysterious and like what what why you know, and maybe you know that was the case. Um, I think there's some others that have a bit of that reputation. You hear about the angels as well and, and, and things like that and kind of how they run their public relations and also their broadcasting uh, units and so forth. Um, so I don't, you know, just because this was an extreme example, I don't let the other clubs that are, you know, overbearing and, and uh, you know, heavy handed when it comes to the announcers and that kind of thing. I don't let them off the hook either yeah and um you know i think samson's confirming that 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 indeed happens at some of these clubs but not all of them yeah and i I want to celebrate the ones that do it right right that's something when i heard his podcast and i was thinking man is it all the teams are they all this thin skin and he said look we are thick skin but we do censor and tell you hey don't talk about this before the game uh, we we we're, that that's a very interesting topic moving forward with this uh, Kevin Brown thing. But the fans have also spoken. Take a listen uh, to the Orioles Astros game on Tuesday night. The reaction at Camden Yards and the chance of free Kevin Brown raining down the Orioles television play-by-play announcer. I love this fan base standing behind their announcer. Know the story. Kevin Brown made some extremely benign comments. Was not even critical, but somebody in upper management, many believe it is the owner, made a decision to take him off the air. All right. So obviously uh, a lot there because this is the TBS national broadcast, Phil. I would imagine who's that? Anderson last night. John Anderson. Brian Anderson. Brian yeah, Anderson, Anderson and me. Jeff Rancor. I got to imagine. The Orioles, because one of the things that Samson said later on in the podcast is that the MLB network would get calls every single day from clubs that were not happy with something that somebody said on the set about their team, that that's how thin skinned these teams are, that the MLB network gets calls every single day. I can't imagine that the Orioles are thrilled with Major League Baseball having their national game of the night. Highlighting this and essentially throwing the ownership group, front office group, under the bus. Yeah, you know, and sorry, Orioles. This is how it goes. You know, sometimes the actually the uh, the media does have the the upper hand in some of these situations. And you know, is this something that you know MLB would would dare tell TBS and some of their national partners you can't talk about? Is that something that they want? Is that a, a fight they want to take on? So, yeah. I, I'm, I would imagine before that game, now maybe I'm wrong, that someone would say, listen, if something happens or don't mention Brown, let's not like get this to this level. Like, you know, the Orioles are one of the teams in the league. We can't. Don't mention it. 
Well, here come these chants. Let me play another version of these chants so that you can hear them a little clearer and a little louder because it was very audible. Uh, I think during the TBS broadcast because the announcers were kind of talking at the same time. But these are just ambient sound cheers of Free Kevin Brown. So I I think that gives our listeners a little better um, indication of just how loud and clear the chants were without the broadcasters kind of talking over top. Because, interesting, I heard the Baltimore broadcast, and they didn't discuss it at all. And when the chants were happening, as if it was dead silent in the building. Yeah, and and what happens now is is kind of the question, and for us to to watch, you know, the – the word is that Kevin is expected to return to the broadcast booth on August 11th. That's Friday. Uh, that's what the sources have told uh, Britt Garoli and, and others. And that's the Astros at Mariner series. <laughs> so they're all their way on the West Coast. You know, they're, they're playing at 10 o'clock Eastern time and all that. By the way, if that's the case, if he comes back on Friday, as far as this what what the Orioles, by the way, aren't even admitting is a suspension. They're still trying to, um, uh, you know, just stay under the covers here and act like nothing's <laughs> nothing's happening. Uh, they thought this thing would just slide by everybody. But if in fact that's the case, uh, by my count, it would have been 16 games off of television Jeez. for Kevin Brown for what he did. He did work three games on radio for that Philly series, but that was because another announcer had gotten in trouble apparently for not wearing team issue gear mike so um not only that we've heard reports that announcers for the orioles can't even mention former players that they moved on you know manny machado they're not allowed to talk about supposedly is is the word on the street so it's just unbelievable i'm glad all this stuff is being exposed for what it is um i i feel for the people who who've got to try to do their job and broadcast the orioles games and produce Orioles. It's games under these circumstances. Uh, we haven't seen the Orioles, you know, come out with really any sort of, you know, uh, you know, strong statement or, or explanation or anything like that. Um, however, I did see one report that they're doing this big internal investigation of how did this thing leak? So that's the best they can do as far as, you know, um, their, their sort of reaction and taking care of the fans. And it's just unreal that this has deflected all the attention from the ball players as well, who are putting together such a great season for the Orioles, you know, so that it's just, it's just wild stuff. We'll see what happens from here. I've seen some people write that um, Kevin, you know, ultimately could be the winner in all this and that he could be a hot, hotter commodity and, you know, his stock is rising, you know, because of all this and that might very well be the case. And so, you know, I, I, I wish the best to, to, to Kevin, you know, this has got to be, you know, pretty awkward and, and strange for him to, to have to, you know, to, to live through and all that. But um, everything I've heard and seen from Kevin Brown is he's an outstanding broadcaster, one of the up and coming young guys uh, in the business. And, you know, the majority of Orioles fans seem to love him as well. So um, all the best as he makes his return. And um, I hope, you know, the media continues to cover this kind of story and it expose, you know, management and ownership, you know, for, for these sort of misgivings. Yeah. I, I had read an article today that basically, you know, Kevin Brown might uh, be 
um, uh, profiting off this because, you know, now ESPN, he's done some stuff there, I guess, that they might want to start using him more uh, as uh, a broadcaster. So we'll see. Just a complete mess in Baltimore. And by the way, it's a fun team. It's a good team right now, but the organization uh, should be ashamed of itself. And uh, we'll see. Uh, All right. um, We'll wrap here quickly. I do want to give a shout-out Tom Hamilton on his Down Goes Anderson call on the fight between the Guardians and the White Sox. I mean, he hit that one on the nose. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Ramirez went in with a head first slide. Hosey never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Hosey decked him. Do we want to do a little rapid fire? Do you want to hit on a couple quick things, notes, before we uh, wrap up and get on out of here uh, yeah. throughout the league? Just just real quick, uh, Mike, you mentioned Tom Hamilton. Uh, outstanding stuff there. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. So a hat tip to him. NFL preseason getting going uh, this weekend. Um a lot of those games are on NFL Network, so if you're not in the in the market necessarily, you're able to catch it. And how that typically works, Mike, is the home team broadcast is the one that you end up seeing on NFL Network, even though there's broadcast crews both home and away for these uh, preseason games. So all sorts of opportunities there, including Kate Scott, uh, who um, I, I expect to see the Seahawks broadcast on Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time, and that'll be her debut as the play-by-play voice of the Seahawks preseason. Kate, a former uh, guest of the podcast. College football, a new uh, radio voice for the Cal Bears. Um, interesting times for for the Cal Bears and so forth with all the, the realignment news, but congratulations to Justin Allegri for uh, um, uh earning that assignment. Some NBA news uh, happening. Uh, Barry Jackson, who's a sports media reporter uh, for many years for the Miami Herald, uh, reports that Hubie Brown will definitely be back next year. He'll be 90 years old uh, calling games for ESPN when the season starts. Uh, So congrats for Hubie Brown keeping it going for one more year. New sideline reporter for Milwaukee Bucks Television. That's Melanie Ricks. Check out uh, USA Basketball. There's some interesting pairings of announcers there, including Bill Raftery on the call for a bunch of these games. Uh, so some more summer hoops going on there. Messi still making things happen, Mike, in in, in Miami. He's just been unbelievable. Um, you know, so we're, we're watching that. Uh, Jake Zivin is the play-by-play announcer who's had the opportunity to call a lot of that. Uh, Women's World Cup minus the U.S. national team. Uh, you know, we'll see what, what ratings happen uh, for that, but we're coming down the stretch there. And last but not least, Mike, a big happy birthday. Uh, he celebrated it earlier this week, 88 uh, years young, Lee Corso. So happy birthday to Lee Corso. Uh, he'll be back on College Game Day this year, an original of College Game Day. He joined ESPN all the way back in 1987. All right, not so fast as we get out of here uh, with this episode 60. Kind of a fastball for you guys with the news and notes, but we really wanted to hit on the Kevin Brown stuff there. All right, so with all the notes there, college football's coming back, NFL's coming back, baseball all weekend, and of course, we'll be back next week with another edition of 
the announcer schedules podcast don't forget like rate review subscribe to the podcast last word on sports media and uh, leave us a nice five-star review that would make us very happy as we enter episode 61 in the football season so there you go uh for phil i'm mike this has been episode 60 of the announcer schedules podcast have a great weekend everybody credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.